Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's Pastor Marco with an encouraging word. So this title of this talk is simply Jesus. And he said this, this is his words, John 10, 10. Jesus said, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Can you say Amen. I don't know if you know this, but there's an estimation that around the world, there is a total of 10,000 religions. I said 10,000 religions, which, my friends, it shows you the hunger that humanity has for the divine. It shows you the longing that we all have to be connected to something greater than ourselves. There is this universal longing in humanity to find hope, to find healing, to find meaning, to find purpose, to find love, to find forgiveness, to find redemption. To basically find life. That's why we have so many religions. It is humanity's attempt to somehow feel connected. To somehow feel that there's more to life than just the same old, same old. And I would believe that this morning we're here because of the same reasons. That there is a longing in us for more in life. And what's fascinating to me about Jesus is that he comes on the scene and he says absolutely nothing about religion. Everything that Jesus says and everything that Jesus appeals to is this desire for relationship, for connection, for coming to life, for coming alive. If you don't read anything else in the Bible, right, do yourself a huge favor. Find the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and simply read the red letters. Those are Jesus' words. I'm telling you, if all you do is read the red letters, you are going to get a deeper understanding of life and why we're here in the first place. That to me, my friends, is what separates Jesus from 10,000 religions. He's not trying to get you to jump through some hoops. He's not trying to get you to get up to some steps. He's not trying to get you to take some classes. He's not trying to get you to become a certain person. Jesus is saying, I am here to appeal to your soul who is longing for meaning, for purpose, for understanding. 
from time to time, people ask me, what's your religion? It's like, how can I answer that? It's, it's, a, it's Jesus. And my friends, I pray that this church is known for preaching and pointing people to Jesus and Jesus alone. I was really bad at math in school, but I have this equation that I love. This equation is simple. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's the equation that I have here. Because usually you hear a message that goes something like this. Jesus plus catechism might mean something. Jesus plus altar boy might mean something. Jesus plus being a good person might mean something. You know, Jesus plus, you know, the 12 steps might mean something. My friends, Jesus alone is enough for life. It's Jesus and him alone. And he said, I came to give them a rich and satisfying life. Tell me. That's not a universal longing to live a rich and satisfying life. The word rich there is actually the word whole, complete. You know why that's important? Because you can be rich monetarily and still be poor in your spirit. Right? And so this is deeper than just material richness, which by the way, I believe Jesus even blesses you to pay your bills and take care of your children because he's that good to provide. I'm not one of those super Christians that go, we don't need any money. I don't know, you ever meet those people? I don't need any money. That, don't you want to say, then give me what you got. <laughs> Whatever's in your bank account, I claim it right now because you don't need it. No, my friends, he's talking about something deeper. Did you know we live in one of the greatest nations in the world and people are not satisfied? Isn't that amazing? There is a new statistic came out this week. They said the, the depression and suicidal rate in this nation has skyrocketed. In the natural, it makes no sense. How can you live in the most prosperous nation in the world and be depressed? How can you live in the most prosperous nation in the world and not feel satisfied? My friends, it's because our souls were meant for something more and we need to be connected to the source of life himself. And that is Jesus. Religion won't do it because you've been there. You've done religion and you were grumpy. There's nothing worse than a grumpy religious person. Have you met them? All they do is talk about the end of the world. We're all going to die. You're going to die. And it's like, man, where's the joy of the Lord? What happened to the rich and satisfying life? Jesus didn't come to establish religion. He came to establish relationship with every single one of us. It's amazing, my friends, when your soul is put in this right place, when your soul, which is the center of you, the Bible calls it soul or spirit or self. When your soul is centered, you feel satisfied. And, and I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest longings that people have in life. People go to great lengths to try to find satisfaction. 
Don't you understand that that's the reason why so many people are addicted? Is because they're trying to find meaning. They're trying to find satisfaction. I talked to a man the other day who struggles with addiction. And he's like, you have to understand, Pastor, it's not what I want to do. It just keeps pulling me. And my friends, the reason why he pulls us is because we think this high is going to satisfy. But Jesus is the only one that can satisfy the soul. And, and, you know, the thing with addiction is we're all addicted to something. Some people are addicted to validation. That's why some people take 30, 40 selfies a day. Indirectly, what they're saying to you is, please look at me. Please validate me. Please make me feel satisfied. Every like brings up the endorphins in your mind and your heart. But the problem is there's never going to be enough likes to satisfy your soul. You need something deeper than just selfies. You need time with the Lord and Savior of your life. You need to let him fill your soul, fill the void, fill the emptiness, fill every part of you because he created you in his image and likeness, and only he can satisfy. Have you noticed some people will bounce from church to church and still not satisfied? Why? Because church is not going to save you. Religion is not going to save you. Personal preference is not going to save you. You could be Baptist, charismatic, Catholic. It doesn't matter. Those are all personal preferences. We're trying to get to the heart of it all, which is Jesus himself. My friends, he said, rich and satisfying. The Bible says that we were created with eternity in mind. The word eternity is so powerful because we have the wrong idea of it. We think it's some spy in the sky somewhere. But when Jesus comes on the scene, he says, I came to bring eternal life. What he meant is, he says, I came to bring a perspective of life. Where you can access eternity now, not later. You can you access joy now, and you access peace now, and grace now, and healing now. You bring heaven to earth now, not somewhere, sometime later. No, he's talking about, listen, when you connect with me, you just connect it to eternity itself. That's eternal life. That's the rich and satisfying life. My friends, this is why when Jesus is at the center of your soul, your Mondays are so good that you think it's Friday. Yeah, I'm telling you, when Jesus is at the center of your life, you're not looking for one more thing. He is the one more thing. He's already there, my friends. Oh, I'm telling you, we need to reestablish that we're after Jesus. Because religion just won't satisfy. He said, I am the good shepherd. Now you have, to, you have to go back in his day to appreciate this. That was a way of life for so many people. You have to remember that flocks, remember, it's their resource. It's their livelihood. They would have sheep. You know what's amazing? That, that shepherds would congregate together. At the end of the day, they would, they would basically go into a sheepfold and all the sheep will go into the same sheepfold and the, and the shepherds will be outside watching the flock. And what's fascinating about the relationship between a sheep and a shepherd is that they say when the shepherd gets up and calls their flock, even though the sheepfold is full with sheep, they all look the same, they all bad the same, they all do the same thing, right? 
But what's amazing is that the shepherd has such a relationship with the sheep that when he calls it by name, it, the sheep knows exactly, oh, that's my, that's my shepherd right there. That's my shepherd right there. My friends, if you're paying attention, Jesus will call you by name in the middle of a crowd. He knows you by name. You know what blows my mind about Jesus? We can't see him physically, but man, if you're paying attention, he's speaking to you at all times. He's always calling your name. He's always appealing to your heart and to your soul. Even now as I speak, your heart is beating fast. Your palms are sweaty. And Jesus is saying, I'm trying to get your attention this morning. I'm trying to tell you how much I love you and I care about you. And I don't want you to live your life without being rich and satisfied. Oh, he's the good shepherd. I heard a great story in World War I. They said some, some, some soldiers got drunk and decided to, 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 to steal some sheep. And so they went to a sheepfold and decided to, because the shepherds were sleeping, and they opened the gates and they were trying to get the sheep out and they thought it was funny. And they got a few ways and the shepherds woke up and they said all the shepherd had to do is call the sheep by their own signal because each shepherd has one. He said the shepherd called the sheep by their own signal, and the sheep began to turn around. And the more the soldiers tried to pull them back, the more they turn around. Listen, it doesn't matter what people try to pull you away. Jesus continues to pull you this way. People say, go here and go there. Jesus says, no, no, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. I will continue to pull you my way. There's a gravitational pull between you and Jesus that the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. He keeps pulling you. It's amazing. Like if you if you look at a sheepfold, you'll be like, y'all look the same. But for the shepherd, they're like, I know them individually. It's amazing to me that as I what blows my mind about preaching Jesus, he said, if you just preach me, I know how to connect the dots. That's what's fascinating to me about it. Like as we're doing this, he knows, he knows your name. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly the part of this message that's exactly for you. That's why I tell you, if you get up and go to the bathroom, you might miss that part that was supposed to be for you because you're, you're too restless to not wait to hear the voice of Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, he's that voice that says, hold on. I got your back. Hold on. Hope is coming. Hold on. Don't touch that needle. Hold on. I'm going to take care of you. Hold on. I know, I know it's Father's Day and you feel broken, but he says I'm the father to the fatherless. I am, I am the one that upholds every single person. If you're paying attention, Jesus is appealing to your heart right now and he's telling you hope is coming. Healing is coming. Salvation is coming. I'm here for you. I'm telling you, he is so good. He's so personal. He's so faithful. He is speaking right now. I'm telling you, somebody how to thank Jesus that he's still speaking today. My God. I'm, I'm amazed at how personal he is. I'm amazed at how personal God is. And if you're paying attention, he's always speaking. You thought you got here because you're smart. Please. You're not that smart. That's what I love about the whole sheep-shepherd relationship. It's funny he keeps using sheep to make a point. I don't know if you know this, but sheep are not the smartest people. Did you know this? A sheep will drown on his own wool 
It, it, like a sheep will be so thirsty, it will go in the water, it doesn't know when to stop, it'll keep going, and the wool gets so heavy, it begins to drown himself. That's why he says, listen, my rod and my staff is going to have to comfort you, but also I'm going to have to bring you back because sometimes you don't know what's good for you. It's funny when you hear people talk about, ah, I'm like, you have no idea, you're a sheep, bat. Thank you. I'm telling you, it's amazing how personal he is. You didn't get here by accident or mistake. He's been guiding all along. He's been steering all along. He's been the one that's been calling all along. He's been the one that's been setting up appointments all along. Have you ever been in a situation that all of a sudden you get a phone call, you're like, I don't even know how this person thought about me. That's because someone has been thinking about you and to call you. Have you ever been driving and he says, hey, I want you to text this person. You're like, I don't even know why I'm supposed to text this person. But on the other side, you don't understand. He's saying, I'm making a connection between you and this person. And I'm making sure this thing is going gonna, is gonna to work itself out. I'm telling you, he's so personally blows my mind. He's into every intricate detail of your life. When you begin to pay attention to his voice, you begin to see, man, all along he's been guiding me. I don't know why, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm seeing his steps all along. I'm telling you, we're not that smart to have this church. We're just, we're not. All we did was say, lead the way. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And it makes me lie down in green pastures. Are we not in green pastures this morning? Are we, are we not? He says, if, I, if you let my rod and my staff guide you, surely goodness and mercy will follow you every step of the way. How many of you guys would say, man, I made a mess of things, but he made a message out of the mess. Come on, somebody. He is that good. Yo, he is so good. He's so personal. Every time you hear the voice of hope, is Jesus speaking to you. Did you know this? That they say, again, back into the Asian culture, that, that they would have one gate, right? But they said sometimes if the gate is broken, it's the shepherd that stands between you and the wolves that would try to come in and steal the sheep. That's why he said, listen, I'm not just religion. I'm here to sacrifice my life on your behalf. Go search for yourself. 10,000 religion. Only one said, I will sacrifice my life for the behalf of those that will come into my sheepfold. He said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But guess what? He's got to come through me to get to you. Come on. Somebody ought to thank Jesus. He stands in the gap. He stands in the gap between you and your sins. He stands in the gap between you and Satan. He stands in the gap between you and anything that tries to come and harm you. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope in the future. But I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to sacrifice my life on your behalf. My friend, Jesus said this. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another translation puts it better. He says, hey, are you tired, burnt out on religion? Then come to me. Isn't it amazing sometimes the very thing that we're trying to do to make us feel better just makes us feel worse? That's why in this church we will never guilt anybody into coming to church. And I'll tell you right now, if you feel like this place is boring you and it's not appealing to your heart, man, I plead with you, find a place that will make you come alive because it's not worth coming to church and not get what Jesus is trying to do in your life. 
But I am very confident that we wouldn't be the church that we are today if it wasn't because Jesus is right here in our midst, changing lives, healing lives. Oh, he's so good. In a, in a few minutes, you're going to hear testimonies. You know what blows my mind about baptism? All unique. It's amazing. Woman, man, black, white, Hispanic, rich, poor, doesn't matter. Jesus appeals straight to the heart and he will meet you exactly where you are. But he's too good to leave you that way. He wants you to be more and more like him. Oh, so, I could talk about Jesus all day. I pray next time someone asks you what's your religion, you can say, oh, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, his teaching, it's Jesus' death, it's Jesus' resurrection, it's Jesus' power, it's Jesus' healing, it's Jesus' restoration, it's Jesus' salvation, it's Jesus' restoration, it's Jesus' prosperity, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. I may not know anything else, but I know it is Jesus. Is anybody in this place in a relationship with... Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all thought we came to, to celebrate a building? No, no, no. We came to celebrate the owner of the building. We came to celebrate the one who owns the whole thing. His name is Jesus. Can we take 30 seconds and give Jesus some praise in his place? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I, I'm about to close. When a preacher says that, never believes him. We lie all the time. We have to ask for forgiveness to Jesus all the time. Because you say, yo, you said you were going to close like 20 minutes ago. You know, <laughs> preachers do it all the time. I was listening to a podcast this week from a preacher. He said, he said I'm about to close. I look at the time. I'm like, there's still 25 minutes left on this thing. Like, and then I thought, oh, that's me. I <laughs> so it's, but I love what Pastor... Steve talked about on Friday. I don't know if you remember, but he gave this amazing analogy. You might have missed it. But he said the church looks so uncool on the outside. Like Clark Kent in, in, in daytime. But not understanding that Clark Kent possesses a power that makes him Superman. Right? And a lot of times people get so hung up on the culture and what's cool and what's hip and what's ice and what's dripping and all that stuff and not realizing that that stuff is the reason why you're poor and unsatisfied. You need something better in your life. And if you look a little deeper, you might see that Clark Kent possesses the power. Why? Because he said, in me, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. So I'd rather look uncool and be cool in God's economy than try to fit into an economy that's just bankrupting people, addicting people, making people slaves, making people poor, making people hungry, backbiting. You know what I mean? People are prideful, egotistic. I'd rather bow my knee to Jesus and say, have your way in my life. I'm not worthy, but I'm glad that you're good and you're faithful and I love you. I honor you. I'm not ashamed of you. I'd rather worship you and praise you and give you the glory and you the honor and you the praise. I'd rather the world hate me, but take the world. Give me Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. My God. My God, I feel like preaching. My friend is Jesus. 
and him crucified and resurrected for our sins. But to give us hope beyond this life, beyond the grave. I love baptism. It's one of my favorite Sundays. Because each and every person says, yeah, you're right. He's that personal. You're going to hear it in a second. My 12-year-old got baptized today. As a father, that's all I want. If she gets Jesus, she'll get everything else. I don't talk to them about college. I don't talk to them about education because to me, get educated in the Son of God, then you're going to get the education. You're going to get the college. You're going to get the money. You're going to get whatever you want, but get the principle first. Get life in place and then watch what will happen when the ripple effect of life takes place because if Jesus is in you, there's always hope. Amazing how we're so consumed with education, so consumed with cars and money and all that stuff, but in the meantime, we're unsatisfied. But man, Jesus, in his right place, brings everything else. So my friends, I wanted to start this new journey in this place by pointing us back to the source of life himself. Jesus is God. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Can you say amen? We're going to transition, but can I pray? Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads for a second? Because I believe he's personal. He's real. And I believe he's, if you keep reading John 10, he says that Jesus said, I have other sheep who are not yet in this fold. How good is that? He was thinking about us. He was speaking prophetically into the future. There's more people that I want to bring into the fold, that I want to rescue, that I want to heal. That I want to save. And I believe some of you are in the audience right now. He wants to come into your life and begin the restoration process. The reason why we bow our heads and close our eyes, because it's personal. That's why. Nothing magical about it. It's just personal reflection to say, Lord, are you speaking to me? I am so confident that the Lord speaks. I don't have to force it. I just have to present it. So if you're here today and you're like, man, that's me. You're speaking to me like... You're talking to me. I want Jesus in my life. I want this rich and satisfying life. I, I want him to guide me. I want him to forgive me. I want him to empower me. With every head bow, eyes closed, I'm going to say this prayer. But the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will come into your life. Like he came into my life. Like he came into those who are going to be baptized. He comes into your life. Or maybe you've been away from Jesus for so long. You're the, you're the sheep who are going to went astray. And Jesus says, Come home. So with every head bow, eyes closed, pray this prayer with me. We're all going to pray it together because I believe we all today need to renew our devotion to Jesus. Would you say with me, would you say, Jesus, I heard you today. You are my Lord and my Savior. And I'm here to surrender to you, to receive you, to receive your forgiveness and your healing and your purpose. Thank you, Jesus, for your rich and satisfying life. And thank you 
that you are my good shepherd. My life is in your hands. My future belongs to you. And I pray with gratitude in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.